well, I'm sitting here with, you know, talking with my 96-year-old mother-in-law. Okay, Dina, <laughs> uh, what is the goal of parenting? And she looks at me and says, everything. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, <laughs> but getting practical, you know. <laughs> So I can be a little scatterbrained at times, and at least once a day, I'll find myself in the middle of doing something, but I can't remember what. I'll find myself upstairs or in the garage, and I'll have to ask myself, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing right now? Well, today's podcast is a little bit like that. I know how easy it is to get caught up in all the urgent needs of life with kids, that sometimes we can lose sight of what in the world it is that we're trying to accomplish. I'm Megan Alfaro, and this is Live What Matters. Today, we're talking about the goal of parenting. Before I sat down with Judy Gary to talk about this topic, I had never really given serious thought to what our goal is as parents. There are so many things we do as moms, but as followers of Jesus, our primary goal, really our calling, will come from Him. Before we begin, I just want to add a quick editorial note. When we recorded this podcast, my son, Avner, was two months old and I had him with me. I'm pretty sure we had to stop at least four times to comfort him or tend to other interruptions. Anyway, you'll hear his little coos throughout this podcast. Just keeping it real from a mom in the trenches. So without further delay, here's Judy Gary talking about the goal of parenting. Self-sufficient, fully functioning adults who contribute to society at large, that would be like what parents do. But Christian parents, I think we have even a higher call. One of the greatest challenges for your generation, I think, is that you've been inundated with misdirected goals of what parenting, Mm -hmm. what your real goal is. You're hearing voices saying it's the most important thing is to raise happy children. By happy, I mean they feel good about themselves and they're enjoying life. If you just peruse Facebook, you see pictures of happy kids having fun. So you're good. You're a good parent if your child is happy. Or the other goals are, well, you want your child to be successful. So you're always priming your child to really have the edge, to really be the have an area where they're super good and Mm -hmm. high achievers, you know, hitting their full potential. So the moms are working tirelessly to orchestrate their ability to really achieve success. Mm. Another one that I think is we slide into as Christian young moms is we we say, oh, well, my goal is to raise good children, children who are kind and children who have good manners. And it, it sounds noble that they look good, but I think we kind of aren't getting the whole picture if we're just training them to be outwardly good people. What has God called us to be? In many ways, I feel like our real purpose in parenting has been obscured because we don't honor the Lord in our society anyway, at large. We don't honor Him. So when He's taken out of the equation or the, the definition or the goal, then we miss the goal. We substitute those other things like happiness, success, or being good. All of those things are wonderful byproducts of really the real goal. Are you on the edge of your seat? 
I was too. I mean, happiness, success, good manners. These are all good things I want for my children. But Judy said, we don't want to hold so tightly to the good things that we miss out on the very best. So what is the goal of parenting? If we want to know our real goal in parenting, then we go to the one who actually made our children and made us parents. Mm. The creator of the program would be the one who would define what the goal is. Mm. What are his goals in entrusting each one of our children to us? Because he intentionally and purposefully made us mothers. It, it happened on purpose, by design. And he created each child for a very specific purpose. The Lord says in Malachi that he desires a godly offspring. And in Proverbs we're told, train up a child in the way he should go. So what is the way the child should go? So I thought about how Jesus identified the most important goal for life. What was his number one commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. We need to help our children learn to do the most important thing. And the Lord tells us what the most important thing is. Of course, we need to help equip each child to function completely independently as a contributing member of society. But, you know, parenting is way more than that. Godly parenting is way more than that. When I think about it, Jesus' last words, uh, right before he left the earth, he said one last thing, one parting shot. If you had one thing to say, what would it be? And he says, go make disciples, right as he's leaving. Hey, go make disciples. Mm. So as, as a young mom, and especially as I'm, I'm getting older now, I look back and say, it's all about discipling. We're... We're doing what he told us to do. Go make disciples. So we are discipling children. Hmm. Can you believe it? God has entrusted to you and me the privilege of making disciples. Wow. That's kind of a wild thought. <laughs> and he's put them in our homes. I often think about that moment when the Lord calls me forward, Judy, to the to the at the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, the place where we're rewarded. And he calls me forward. And I think about calling my children together. Oh, I can't wait. I get emotional thinking about it. And I get to mm. say, Lord, I would like to introduce you to my disciples. Mm. And, and call them up and say, you know, here, here they are. And introduce them one by one to the Lord and just say, this is the gift of my life to you. Mm. And that's what I see my role in parenting is being. We can't make our children know the Lord, but we can do everything within our power to pray for them and give them opportunity to know the Lord and love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. So our primary goal as parents is to make disciples. I have to admit when I first heard this, it took me a while to get my head around it. I imagine it had something to do with the fact that the other goals our culture tends to emphasize, they run deeper than I realize. But I did have some questions, and one of them had to do with success and failure. Let's say we devote years to teaching our kids about Christ, only to have them reject the faith. Does that mean we failed as a parent? Does that mean I failed as a mom? Well, here's what Judy had to say about that. I know many wonderful, godly parents whose 
who have a child or so who don't walk with the Lord and who haven't followed him, does that mean that they failed? Not if they were following the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not if the parent was following the Lord with a whole heart. Mm-hmm. It breaks the parent's heart. I cannot think of anything more painful than having your child reject the Lord. Mm-hmm. But does that mean you failed as a parent? No. I, I keep going back to the, the original family. It was in the Garden of Eden. You had Adam, you had Eve, and the father. Was, were Adam and Eve always following the Lord? No. They, sent, they chose to walk away from the Lord. Mm. Does that mean the father wasn't a good father? No, he's the perfect father. Mm. But he's given our children choices. But it breaks the father's heart doesn't mean that they failed if your child doesn't follow the Lord but only the Lord can give a heart so keep praying because Mm. you know what it's not over yet Mm. they may not have followed the Lord for 70 years but you may be a 90 year old mother (laughs) still praying (laughs) and you know what God is faithful God is faithful and that's what he's calling you and me to as well we're simply to be faithful in our task That's what it is to be a success. So as always, I wanted to make this really practical. In the middle of babies crying and night feedings and mud tracked through the house, basically the last week of my life, (laughs) how do we keep the goal of parenting in front of us? Unless we stop and ask ourselves, what am I doing right now? It's easy to get sidetracked. Judy came up with an acronym as a way to remember our calling using the word goal. G is for glorifying God. Mm. Everything I'm doing is glorifying God. You think about it, what does it mean to glorify God? Interestingly, Jesus told the Father, right before he was going to go to the cross, he said to the Father, I glorified you on earth. And then I think, well, how did you do that? And then he goes on to explain, I glorified thee on earth, having accomplished the work thou hast called me to do. So Jesus, he glorified the Father by just doing what God had mm-hmm. assigned him to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at me and I think, well, I'm sitting here with five children running around. Hmm, what has God assigned me to do? Well, it's pretty obvious. Picking up toys, wiping noses, teaching your children to read, Mm -hmm. singing songs with them, cleaning the house. Basically, every single thing that's on our plate every single day is given to us as an assignment by the Father. It's right there in front of us. So we bring glory to the Lord, to the God of heaven, when we just simply do that simple thing. I kind of personally was looking for something a little more glamorous. (laughs) 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 I mean, maybe a lot more glamorous um, when our children were young. But I needed to remember that I was literally glorifying God when I accomplished the work that he'd given to me that day Mm. as a mother. And that revelation happened one day when I was cleaning. Colossians says, do everything heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. And know that it is the Lord that you're serving, and from him you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It's the Lord we're serving. So absolutely every single thing we do, 
from cleaning up the lunch dishes to hugging our children and reading them a book. Everything that we do has the potential to greatly glorify God. And then you come to O, G, O. O is opportunities. And it's, it's kind of funny, but let's face it. Isn't every day and every moment full of surprises? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And very few things ever go as we imagine them going or as we plan them to go. <laughs> and I tend to get frustrated when they don't go right. And I had to start making myself think, oh, wait, this is not an obstacle to my life. Since God has let this happen and he's sovereign and he loves me, this is an opportunity. Well, what do you mean this is an opportunity? How could this be an opportunity? Those interruptions when the, your children like get the stomach flu and you'd plan to do something really big and wonderful that day and you can't go and you see children fighting or getting into a little tiff with another sibling or, or maybe you have a child that just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed or maybe you <laughs> wake up on the wrong side of the bed <laughs> on a certain day. Those things that keep us from accomplishing the things that we have on our own schedule or we think that we should be doing on a given day, that's the moment when I feel like frustrated that I have to stop and say, wait a minute, is this an obstacle or is this an opportunity? Mm. Is this an opportunity that I could grab to teach my child a biblical truth? Is something going on right here mm. that could be an opportunity for teaching? What about, is this an opportunity for me to show loving and discipline? Maybe my child needs discipline right now. Mm. And to show that, show them that and stop and think of it as an opportunity or maybe just seizing the op moment and thinking, this is an opportunity for us to pray. Those obstacles are real opportunities and gifts from the Lord if we'll just pay attention. And that helps me keep my goal in mind. It's like every time I get frustrated, it kind of kicks in that, oh, okay, I need to see this as an opportunity. So G, O-A-L, G, you're glorifying God. Oh, make obstacles become op opportunities. And then A, I need to just adjust my attitude. Oh, man, this is a tough one for mm -hmm. me. I have to work at being thankful and showing gratitude. I had days where things would just kind of get spiraling out of control into a place I, I didn't want it to be. Mm, yeah. And so I had to start thinking about how to be thankful in that moment and be thinking about what it was I could thank God for. At the very least, and it's a lot, thank God that we are a mom. When, things, when your children are acting like hoodlums, sit back and say, thank you for letting me have children. <laughs> you know, that's a gift from God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Lord, that I know you and I can cry out to you in this moment. Mm. Uh, thank you that you give. Look, my children are alive. Yes, they may be acting like hoodlums, but they <laughs> <laughs> and I might want to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're alive and yes. they're you know they're oh. healthy, and I'm so thankful for their lives. I'm thankful. Oh look, I'm so thankful you've given me this house. I can clean it. What a, instead of grumbling about having to clean, be thankful that you've got a house to clean. Mm. I mean, this is great. Start focusing on being thankful because when I, you know what happens to me when I get thankful? And it's, sometimes it's just forcing myself to be thankful. But once I start down that road of being thankful, I start to have joy in my heart. Mm. But it takes some effort to cultivate gratitude. 
So we, there we have G. Remember, you're glorifying God. O, turn your obstacles into opportunities. A, and that is adjust my attitude. And then L, we come to L. This is a biggie. Keeping the goal in mind requires listening. Listening constantly. We live in such a loud, loud mm. world. Yeah. There's so many voices and everybody's got advice on every topic. I found that if I wasn't aware of what I was listening to, that the other voices around me would get me off track. I had to be careful about not listening to any talk shows on TV that touted ideas about parenting that, that were lies, really. They're not biblical. Mm -hmm. They're lies. But I even think that you young moms today have it a lot more challenging and more complicated because there's no end to the parenting books that you've got. There are no, there's no end to the resources available on the World Wide Web. Uh, Facebook has this. I, I turn it on every morning, and there's parenting advice there. Boom, boom, boom. All over the place. Even those pin, that Pinterest site, mm -hmm. it can entice us to be good parents. And, you know, look, you can make your child a birthday cake that looks like this <laughs> or whatever. And a good parent would do that. But we lose then the momentum to really think about what our goal of godly parenting is because mm. we get so wrapped up on doing the good stuff mm -hmm. that yeah. we don't do the best stuff sometimes. So what voices are we listening to? I, guess what? I've even got voices in my head. Yeah, I've got this <laughs> little, the little hamster wheel that keeps running around inside my head. Sometimes I hear a little voice. It's not spoken out loud, but a little voice will say, hey, what you're doing is a total waste of time. You're wasting your life. Have you ever heard that mm. voice? Oh, yeah. Have you heard the voice saying, nobody cares whether you do this job well or not. doesn't matter. Or as your children get older, you say, this family is hopeless. There's no point in even trying. Or that self-pitying voice that says, my family doesn't even appreciate me. I deserve better than this. They wouldn't even notice if I, if I died in the middle of the kitchen floor until it was dinner time. You know, things like that. <laughs> you know, things like that. Isn't that sad? <laughs> but those little voices that would yeah. just play a little recording over and over. Have you ever heard that accusing little vo voice that says, um, you're not good enough to do this or to have that or to be that? The little voice mm -hmm. in the back of your head. When I listen to that, those voices, I lose focus of the real goal of what God has called me to be. I lose, I lose track quickly. So I need to think about and listen to what I'm listening to. There are going to be days when you feel like, at least for me, when I felt like I was just losing it. I was losing my vision of what, th my dream of what things can be. Um, there, there are the rare days, though, where I can see it clearly. So on the days when you can see it clearly, I'd recommend to every young mom, take a pencil and paper and write out what you see that your goal as a parent is, what your dream is for you and your children. Mm -hmm. Write it out and then sign it and date it and set it in a special place where you can find it later. And then on those days when you're totally feeling like you're losing it, 
pull out that written declaration, <laughs> hold it up <laughs> to the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I'm shooting for. Mm. <laughs> I want to be a godly parent yeah. and read it out loud to the Lord and to ourselves. And throughout the day, listen carefully, but listen to the spirit because he's speaking to you too. Let's, you've got God living inside of you. He speaks. He's talking to us. And if we listen closely, if you really listen to him, as we, we're really working to love and disciple our children and to have a family that honors him, if you listen really closely, you'll hear a still, quiet voice whispering, mm. Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in the small things. Now enter into the joy of your master. Well done. And really, isn't that the real goal of it all? That's what it's all about. That's the goal of parenting. This is a big topic. And there's so much more than we could cover in a 20-minute podcast. So next time, we're going to dig deeper into making disciples in the home. What does it actually look like? Where do we start? I've invited Judy Gary to get super practical about how to teach our kids about God and train them in godliness. So you don't want to miss it. You can subscribe to Live What Matters on iTunes or visit us online at livewhatmatters.org. I think for me, I need to identify the number one goal of parenting by going to the one who made that child. If Sorry. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Babies are crying. Bells are ringing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Today's podcast was produced by Katie Losey, Carlos Alfaro, and myself. I'm Megan Alfaro. Until next time, live what matters.